Hi everybody, welcome to our latest instalment of our podcast that's coming to you from Dogs Trust Salisbury. We're really excited to be back and to be able to tell you all about our Stepping Stones facility, which has just turned a year old, so it's just had its anniversary. So telling you all about that, some of the amazing dogs that we've been able to rehome, the success stories, and also giving you an insight into the rehoming centre and what we've got coming up. So enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back to our relaunch of the podcast coming from Dogs Trust Salisbury here and we're so pleased that we've got our centre manager here, Jacinta. Hiya. Hi. And we've got Nico. Hello. Hello, our senior TBA, training and behaviour advisor of the Stepping Stones facilities within Dogs Trust and introducing Gemma who is our, hello, who's our training and behaviour advisor and Gemma actually oversees our um, Stepping Stones facility here at Salisbury. Um, so she's a great one to have on this podcast because we're going to be able to get lots and lots of information about her about what we've had going on. Um, it's really, it's a really good one because um, we've now been open for a year. We've had the Stepping Stones facility open for a year, so we've got lots of success stories to talk about. Things that we're really pleased about. Um, so, guys, over the summer, um, of course, we haven't been coming to our lovely listeners with any updates until now. So, do you want to give us a bit of a lowdown of the stuff you've had going on over the summer? Yeah, I mean, um, we're lucky, obviously, with the group living um, that they have the access to come in and outside all the time. They can enjoy the sunshine. Um, obviously, two of the groups have got um, trees in them anyway, so they can keep out of the shade as well. That's pretty um, too. And then um, in the staff block as well, um, we've had gazebos and things put up for them so they can enjoy being out in the sun but without having to worry about getting too hot because it was a pretty um, scorching summer wasn't it so the concern is always especially with the white dogs and things that you know they might get sunburned because they don't always know what's good for them and they do like to sunbathe so it's good to know that we've been putting things in place for them to stay in the shade and not get too hot no and they all love we've had um paddling pools that we've put in the compounds and in the four kennels in star as well so they've all had um access to water and it's fun watching back on the cameras them all splashing around in and out of the water as well which is nice to see it's really good fun <laughs> I, I do like sneaking up here to stepping stone sometimes and just watching them i have to say <laughs> i do work um, <laughs> but i do like um, coming and looking at the dogs because it is so nice to see them enjoying and really being relaxed in this environment yeah. um which i mean i suppose leads on to the rehoming side of things because i think that once a dog is relaxed and it's feeling comfortable and confident for me, I notice a massive difference in them, and then they become so much more appealing for people to want to take on as their, you know, loving forever companion <coughs> in their home. Um, Nico, how do you feel about how things have been going um, during your visits here, your regular visits? Yeah, so I visit Salisbury normally every week, sometimes for a couple of days in a row. And what's really nice here is the amount of movement. So, like you just said, there's so many dogs that do come in. And that extra layer of kind of stress or uh, feeling unsettled or anxious in your more sort of standard <coughs> um, kennel setup because it's quite busy and there's a lot of traffic. Often, what we find is once that peels away and they're in an environment that's a little bit quieter, the kennels are slightly larger, and the sleeping areas therefore offer some more options for the dogs. They've, most of them have got um, 24 hour access in and out of the um, inside of the kennels as Gemma has said and we've actually found that we get the fuller picture of the dog a lot quicker and that makes it easier to sort of work with 
the dog. And we've had a couple. So Ranger was probably our most significant rehome this year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So Ranger came in from another centre and the, the, the main concern really was that he wasn't very good in a normal kennel. And that represented itself in spinning and, and grabbing his tail. Um, and it was quite, it's, it's quite a distressing behaviour to see. Um, and obviously we were doing all we can to improve his quality of life in kennels. And we saw that only ever really get better. Um, and with the options that he had here, we were able to make an improvement in the areas that are most important for dogs, which is sleep and rest. There's nothing more important for dogs than the ability to sleep overnight and ideally obviously during the day as well. So we made a massive impact on his sleep. That in turn reduced the amount of spinning he did do. Um, and it got to the point actually where we minimised it enough that um, he wasn't causing himself too much distress. Um, and then he went and found himself a home. So we were really, really lucky. And um, the the spin so spin is quite an odd behaviour in general anyway. But with Ranger, um, before he came into us and in his early days, it was kind of happening quite a lot. And without the clear trigger or the, uh, something clearly starting the behaviour off. But then we narrowed it right down to actually it was just when he was expecting to be fed that he would spin. And that it's still not ideal, but it's a much healthier um, level of the behaviour that we could continue to work with, and it's just, it's just, a, it's just amazing that he found a home. Um, it's because, fantastic. Yeah. I know he went to a, an absolutely fantastic yeah, home yeah, as well. Yeah, he did, he did it's interesting well. you say about the um, the trigger that you noticed, um, <coughs> yeah. you know, being food based. I think a lot of us humans could probably identify with that. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. food thing is quite significant <laughs> in our lives. It's like on my, a tag on my clothes. Yeah, or something. you know. So <laughs> like actually, child. for you guys to have. Um, had these facilities to be able to identify that and have the time and the expertise you know and the training in place to be able to identify something like that yeah. and then place him in a, an amazing home yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really fantastic lucky. and we had we've got the cctv footage as well in the in the group living so it's 24 hour cctv footage so very often with dogs that are in kennels you might see something during the day at specific times that's quite worrying but without the backstory of actually the dog is sleeping, what, 10 hours sometimes. I mean, Ranger, we found out after being worried about during the day, six o'clock once everyone's cars are gone, asleep. Not, wow. not even getting up out of his bed until yeah. half seven in the morning. That's it. So he that's an tired. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's an amazing amount of sleep. Um, and very, very often that can be quite reassuring for the staff because, uh, you know, you, you can only sometimes worry about what you see. Um, and if you only see well half the story, you can start thinking, oh, you know, it's really detrimental, it's really problematic, he's not going to sleep, it's a real problem. But actually, overnight, once we were all gone, slept continuously. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, really, 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 really good. The Super handsome as well. Yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, really handsome. <laughs> I had lots of supporters that I would bring up you know to stepping stones and have their behind the scenes tour which oh, is available cool. to everyone by the way if you just contact <laughs> me um but i would you know noticeably have people saying to me like oh that dog over there he's so handsome yeah, yeah. so he was really desirable and it was just those those things that we needed to highlight and really get on top of um to make him more rehomeable um gem i definitely want to ask you about your big teddy bear tommy yes um because <clears throat> i know he's really close to your heart and he's just been a massive massive success story and i think you should be really proud of the work that you've done with him i know you you've often talked to me about it because i can see it just sort of lighting up in your face when you've talked about how far he's come so give us a little bit of an insight into tommy's world 
Um, so he came to us again. He was transferred from a different dogs trust centre. Um, he was a big boy. He was a what is he? Yeah, a he's shepherd a German cross... Shepherd Cross Rottweiler. Wowzer. Um, he, I think he was about forty-seven kilos when he came big to us. So big dog. Um, and yeah, so he came to us from another centre. He was originally a kennel dog. Um, and the staff down in kennels were working with him. Um really hard at progressing um and doing his training and things like that and then when we had the um stepping stones facilities opened um there was space and opportunity for him to come and um have a bit more one-on-one training with um handlers which happened to be me and um he did really really well he was a really really fun dog to train and he really really enjoyed it um, and he picked things up really, really quickly, which meant he progressed a lot quicker. He responded um, very well to you particularly, didn't he? Which I know yes, makes he, smile. He, he very much liked to think he was a lap dog, even though yeah. he was rather <laughs> large. Um, but yeah, and we just saw more and more bits of his personality come out the more he settled and the more he progressed. And I think it just highlighted how much benefit we have and we can see having these facilities because even in kennels he coped well in kennels but the change that we saw in him in these facilities and having the option to come inside and outside and have his his own space um and he showed more interest in toys and he it we we were still learning new things about him every day it's always Um, a joy when you see them playing with toys isn't it when they haven't really before you think okay i think they might be relaxing now and trying to have fun whilst they're here and even him just becoming more tactile before he was quite happy to say hello but was more interested in wandering around and going for a nice walk outside whereas he seemed generally more keen to have a fuss first and spending time with people um and enjoying being in their company as well as going out for walks and things like that so but yeah he did really really well he did and really well and of course all of that all your hard work <laughs> and nico overseeing and jacinta being supportive um you know with all the work that you've done has obviously led on to him having the most amazing home. I mean, you show me pictures of his, <laughs> his amazing rehomers. Thank you if you're listening for giving him such a wonderful home. Um, but they've really put things in place for him, haven't they? And they've really listened to us and our recommendations. Yeah, literally couldn't have written a more perfect setup for him. Um, and the people were really, really dedicated. They were happy to travel to come and see him um, and take the time to build up a relationship with him. And by the time it came to him going home, he was so excited to see them and it just was so nice to see that he was just as comfortable with his new owners as he was with the staff that he'd been handled and been working with for years. It's just a relief, um, isn't so it? So yeah, he's, he's, it was really nice to see. That's awesome. I mean, I'm so proud to work here, <laughs> as you all know, but I'm so proud of this facility and the success that we're having in it. And I think, you know, there are three of these in the country that we're lucky enough to have within Dogs Trust spread across the country. Um, the success here and, and at the others has led on to us wanting to develop a fourth Stepping Stones facility. So Jacinta, can you tell us about what it's like to be the centre manager at the helm of a centre that has one of these, you know, really revolutionary facilities? It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, I can't speak highly enough of, of a facility like this one. Um, you know, Nico and, and Gemma have both highlighted, you know, a, a couple of stories there that... you. You know, otherwise these these dogs would have just struggled and potentially been in a kennel environment for maybe years to come. Um, whereas this facility, you know, it just makes such a massive difference because they are able to relax, 
they engage with the handlers um, you know they progress with the training they become more rehomeable and then they're rehomed and they stay in the homes then as well um, and again you know obviously the support and and the adopters that actually come to dogs trust centers are amazing um tommy's for example like Gemma said you know they, they literally traveled for hours on end mm. to come and actually yeah. visit tommy and, and build that relationship and just to make sure that the the home was was right for him um you know i think we've talked about transition as well you know there has been um, a bit of a changeover with staff that that have been staffing this facility as well over the the last year um and again it's uh, it's all been very very positive uh, we didn't really know what to expect um obviously we've had a change of uh, behaviorist Gemma's now taken over from sam hi sam if you're listening in canada <laughs> yeah we're, uh, <laughs> we're still we're carrying on your good work sam but um yeah you know and the and the dogs you know it could have been that the, the dogs didn't transition to new staff very well you know it could have brought problems with it but again it's just kind of almost reinforced why the facility works so well because you know dogs who do struggle with meeting new people have embraced new staff that have come um again the positivity has radiated throughout the center as well so um even though we are completely one center um the dogs up here do have um set members of, of the team that work with them on a daily basis um so we're not handled as much by the actual centre staff themselves when it comes to rehoming it's really important that everybody is aware of the dogs what you know what the 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 positive aspects is you know what sort of homes they're looking for um and just this last year has just been touch wood one positive after another yes, after it's, another it's been so good and i have to say going on from what you're saying about you know yes up here we do have designated staff who work alongside these dogs who the dogs get to know very well we do all need to try and rehome these dogs so like you said everyone needs to know them that's something i've been really impressed since you've um come into the role Gemma. um something i absolutely relish receiving from you and it's regular when we get a new dog is that you'll send everybody an update about that dog and there'll be um, a photo accompanying it and a bit about what they're like it's almost like when a new a new kid starts at school <laughs> and we know that no one else knows them and that you're their one kind of buddy that that you can kind of say this this guy's arrived um so was that something that you thought of yourself did you chat with nico about doing that for the other staff so we all knew about the dogs i actually um met someone else who worked at dogs trust um at one of the other centers who did it at their center and i took on the idea thought it was a brilliant idea because it is one of those things that although the dogs up here have separate staff to handle them we do want to reinforce the fact that we are still all part of the same team and at the end of the day the rehomers are the people that are going to be talking to the members of the public about these dogs and they might not necessarily be someone that is familiar with the dog so I thought anything that includes everyone as part of the team and just helps spread around the information about these dogs and to keep them on everyone's radar it just seemed like a no-brainer really and yeah, people seem to appreciate the nice well. photos oh it's so good <laughs> i love it when i see i open my inbox and i see an, an email from you and i think oh who's arrived <laughs> who's it gonna be but it's great so um all the work you've done up here you've been able to um also transfer those sorts of skills of um how to how to remain you know patient and quiet and that kind of thing to some volunteers who i believe are now working up here and helping with the kennel um sort of 
housekeeping and that sort of thing is that right yeah definitely we have um a volunteer that comes up every wednesday um christine she helps us on our wednesday is our day that we do deep cleaning of the kennel so everything gets properly scrubbed top to bottom they get all new bedding um new toys and things like that um and she comes to give us a hand um she likes being able to see what's going on and how it's run up here um and yeah she's been a really great help and she always helps us as you can imagine with group living we get through bedding quite quickly with lots and lots of dogs of so she's always free and happy to help us bringing up all the new bedding um and she's made um different enrichment for us as well for the dogs up here which is really good um and we have had a few volunteers help us um to build um some different things that we've had in the compound so we've got like a wendy house in one of the compounds now which i believe is courtesy of unico <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of your ebay purchases was it <laughs> well, that's it i just just could imagine Cheeky and Danny just hovering around on the balcony. Oh, it's like a little yeah. Wendy house. It was on Facebook Marketplace and the guy was up for delivering it, so I just thought... Why not? Yeah. They've done some really Dogs good need work. Something extra in the, it's in so the cute. Room. I mean, cute. obviously, we're trying to describe it to you guys listening, but it's got a little veranda. It's got a kind of raised <laughs> area. It's just so cute. Yeah, so cute. these little dogs are just going to have the best time. Whereas um, Lucy's, on there. you're saying it's cute and it's got little this, each ginormous. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> know what I'm saying it. <laughs> we could actually live in it ourselves. So. Essentially, the dogs <laughs> have a summer house. Yeah, they also have heated kennels. They also have paddling pools. They also have tunnels to run through. So it's, you know, it's, it's amazing that they've got all this going on. Um, you know, we're really grateful to everyone who helps us and all our supporters, basically, you've made this happen. So big pat on the back. You know, you've made some really happy dogs. Are there any more dogs um, before we move on to chatting about other things that you'd like to highlight um, during the last year? Because oh, there have been God. loads. There have been so many. So, so as we've been so incredible at rehoming um, here and actually the what's What's quite good sort of about Salisbury is, well, quite good, it's amazing, is that they're so positive about passing on the dogs to a home. Whereas that can be a real trust worry for some people of, right, I've done all this work and now I'm going to transition this dog into a home with completely different owners and a, a different world and a different way of life. And that can be quite daunting, but they grasp at the opportunity to speak to someone about the dogs here. And it's so, it's so nice. And that's why this, you... A dog comes here one week and then a couple of weeks later, you know, how's that dog? Oh, yeah, he's booked. Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay, he's that's going amazing. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, that's the goal, isn't it? Yeah, we are oh, a rehoming centre. Yeah. And, you know, we know that everyone, when it comes to wanting a dog, to rehome a dog, which particularly I, you know, I always say to people, you should be really proud of yourself for yeah. wanting to give this dog a second chance at a happy home. They're so passionate about it. They will listen to everything we say. Mm. And like with Tommy's owners, you know, they've yeah. they've built him his own bedroom. They've yeah. built his own bedroom. <laughs> no, I mean, this yeah. is this is people who have dedication to these dogs. And because of that dedication and your your hard work, they they end mm. up with the best dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think one that was a bit of a I'm gonna speak openly and say headache. Was Bruce, wasn't it? Yeah. Bruce was hard work only because he didn't help himself. That yeah. he was a beautiful brindle, uh, young bull breed staffy cross type who just really struggled in kennels, and he, he he would be so anxious sometimes that it was difficult to calm him down enough to then teach him appropriate ways of being. Yeah. And one habit that he did have was chewing through leads, so he could chew through a lead 
seconds yeah. like really quick yeah. so again walking him and, and enriching his life became quite difficult it became difficult to spend time with him because he would become quite wound up and find it difficult to settle he would chew through leads so taking for water was quite difficult and just the sheer determination of the team here and because they when i i knew bruce before he moved and I saw just masses of potential in him I didn't think it would take him quite that long to reach it <laughs> admittedly but Nico the... a dog is for life <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah well the team saw it here as well the potential in him and they absolutely plugged away and then the day we were like right yeah let's let's get him up through home and now we feel really ready we can walk him safely we can manage him on site we've actually mixed him with dogs as well which wasn't something we'd thought we could tackle as, as soon as we did and Things were going really, really well for Bruce. And then just as Gemma was going to put my free home in, there was a questionnaire that swung around. Um, and she thought, well, I'll give it a ring, see if the man's interested in Bruce. And he barely even made it on the web, did he, Bruce? No, yeah. And he got reserved by a man who was insanely dedicated. And again, saw the dog that we could see. Yeah. It was hard, genuinely, it was hard spending time with Bruce because you sometimes felt quite helpless. But the better and better he got and the more relaxed and comfortable he became, the the more potentially shown. But we could, again, he was one of those dogs that we could probably only ever get so far. A home would have to do the rest. And the man did it, didn't he? Yeah. And he, he came up, he took him home for quite a few weekends in a row. And he was really, really committed, fiercely committed to this dog. Yeah. That for us, probably a good six, seven months ago, yeah. was not that easy to love <laughs> no. because it, it was challenging to be with. He would just be very jumpy, yeah. be very, um, find it very difficult to settle. And when you touched and handled him, as much as he loved being tactile, it could escalate him into being very, very overexcited. Um, so we'd, we'd be having to like channel a young bull breed, so channel his energy and his excitement, but also keep him calm so that he didn't get too, so it became a bit of a balance. Yeah. but. The home smashed it. And actually now he describes him as like a really, like a pensioner dog. Yeah. He's like so relaxed wow. and chilled out in the home. So that, that, that home environment was what he needed all along. Yeah, he just the man going, yeah, okay, cool. He was in the know That's on it. Yeah. what he is, who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he just needed that that extra chance, didn't he, that's to it. become this super yeah. dog. And I think, I think that's one of the fantastic, amazing, positive things about this type of facility is it's, it's Nico, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it is, it is that stopgap, you know, so many dogs, thousands of dogs up and down the country find themselves in rescues for no fault of their own at all. And some cope with it better than others. And the, the dogs that don't cope with kennel life, when they have a facility like this, that they can fall back on and progress in and find themselves back in a home where they find things familiar and they can go back to almost their, their normal self you know that's kind of all all it takes sometimes that's the not goal. not downplaying any of the, the <laughs> no, any of the work that you yeah. 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 But it's, but, there is no you know, substitute for a loving home and i say that to everyone our kennels i mean i've worked in different um dog rehoming organizations and our kennels still blow me away as the nicest kennels i've ever absolutely. seen but there is no substitute for a loving home no. so once that dog's in that loving home and they've got our aftercare lifelong aftercare support mm-hmm. um that we of course always offer because whilst those dogs do go out and get rehomed and go under your name we kind of still think of them as a bit ours as well mm-hmm. um so you know any any problems the person might be having they just contact us and we'll help them um and we're really proud of that aftercare service it's 
what makes it successful and keeps the dog in the home. Yeah, so amazing. such superstars. I'm really proud of you all. Mm. Um, Jacinta, we've got um, <coughs> Halloween, bonfire night coming up. Yeah. Um, we're really lucky here because we're really rural yes. um, in, in the village of Newton Tony that we're, we're based in, just outside Salisbury. Um, so we don't really have too much of a problem with, you know, sort of scary sounds and fireworks and that sort of thing but it can happen so is there anything we do to kind of make a provision for that for the dogs in kennels to make them a bit happier um i think one of the main things you know we we are able to leave radios on um so in the training facilities we have um uh, the ability to actually pipe music into the into the kennels which is fantastic um in the in the main kennels similarly it's not into each kennel but it is into each kennel block so again that generally drowns out the sounds um, again, in, enrichment is is a is a massive one. So actually, leaving the dogs with with things to do overnight, so they don't kind of get bored and they're not sort of they're tuning in too heavily, yeah, yeah, to to any sounds that that may go off. Because like you say, even though we are rural, um, there are houses dotted about. People do like yeah, fireworks. it still it's, happens. It's, it's the reality of, of the modern world. Yeah, um, I mean, I know just from myself I'm a human being and I know what these fireworks are and they scare me so these oh. poor dogs you know they're, they're listening to them and they just don't have a clue what's going no, on no, so it's no. really really scary for them so I guess we would just say to people at home um, you know just look after your dogs you know extra special time for them um, and you know maybe make them a little den mm. or a place to retreat to like you said lots of things to distract them um, and just you know lots of reassurance and it's going to be okay <laughs> and this time will soon be over we promise um, leading on from kind of Halloween and bonfire night I almost don't want to say because it's October at the moment uh, but <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to have Christmas to say Christmas um, now at Dogs Trust Salisbury we do have our Christmas fair which is on Saturday the 30th of November. So the end of November, so it leaves you plenty of time to buy your pooch, lots of treats and things in time for Christmas. Um, so I'm really, really happy about that. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone. That's always a really good event. So please do come along, 11 till 2, Saturday the 30th of November. Um, Jacinta, around Christmas time, what do we have going on here for the dogs in kennels? What kind of things do we do? Do we do anything extra special um, around Christmas Day? Christmas Day, um, obviously it's Christmas Day, so all the pooches get a lovely Christmas dinner, which is super, super important. So in addition to the to the normal meal, they do get roast chicken. Uh, we do stick with chicken just in case turkey's a little rich for mm-hmm. anybody's tummies. But yeah, um, all the dogs get um, an, an extra an extra little meal, which is always a nice highlight for them. Um, who's going to say no to having some nice roast chicken on, on Christmas oh, Day. I love it. Um, I like seeing the pictures of it afterwards. It's, fun, it's fantastic. <laughs> and then they all have a little snooze like like we would at home. Typical, yeah. Um, but as well, you know, Christmas Day is one of the only days that we're actually shut completely. Um, so again, that just enables the staff to spend more one-to-one time with the dogs, which is so important. Um, we get the dogs out on, on group walks. We're very lucky here that we are rural. We have lots of land to, to walk the dogs on. So it's just about sort of giving them that extra quality time um, on, a, on the day of the year that's important to spend with with family and loved ones yeah which, with, with your special someone as we say um, yeah um, <laughs> i mean a dog is for life not just for christmas i was gonna say yeah such a prominent slogan <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't tell you um, <laughs> but yeah something we're really proud of it's the message that um you know it's a, a fairly long time ago now that 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 phrase was created um but it still applies today then they Absolutely. take an awful lot of thinking about 
um, an awful lot of forethought which is where you guys come in you can help people with that and you know recommend the best time of year to get a dog for their their lifestyle and the things going on um so yeah i think you should give yourself a big pat on the back and mm. to our supporters should also give yourself a big pat on the back for helping us do what we do helping us keep these dogs happy and healthy that's it we couldn't do it without without supporters at all the volunteers that come down to the center um, yeah, so if anybody would like to volunteer, come on down. You can register with us and, and get started. Get part of the team. Yeah. Our volunteers actually blow me away when I see what they're what they're willing to do in their in their time that they spend with us, um, out of the goodness of their hearts, really, for these dogs and for us, because it makes makes our lives so much easier whilst we're at work. Um, if we can, you know, they can help us with all the day to day goings on. It means we can focus on the things we're trying to do, which ultimately is to get these dogs homes. So yeah, volunteers as well. God, you rock our worlds. You really do. Um, you know, your your kindness means a, a great deal to us. Um, so yeah, I mean, thank you for giving us an update about stepping stones and what you've had going on in the last year. Long may it rain as um, a really superb facility, which I am Perfect. always really proud to show off. And I have to say, <clears throat> the amount of feedback I've had from people when they see it, they can't quite believe that we're able to provide this kind of facility for the mm. yeah it's it's so special and we don't forget it and we don't un underestimate um, how lucky we are to mm. have it so thank you to all of you for supporting us and for listening today uh, thank you Jacinta thank you Nico and Gemma and hoping to come back to you soon with another installment telling you all about what we've got going on here at Dogs Trust thank you ever so much thanks guys bye bye, bye. see ya <laughs>